We all know that parenting is hard work and life can get busy. We've done the research to help you. So let's dig deep with Leanne Mancini and work together to help you raise strong Christian kids. Hello and welcome back to Raising Christian Kids. I'm so happy to have Tammy Daughtry, who is known as America's co-parent strategist and has helped thousands of single parents and step-parents raise amazing children in complex families. She has written the book, Co-Parenting Works, and she has a digital resource available in over 30,000 organizations that will soon be available in Spanish called One Heart, Two Homes. She and her husband, Jay, are based in Nashville and have a blended family of four adult children and five grandchildren. Welcome to the show, Tammy. Thank you so much, Leanne. It's an honor to be with you. Tell us a little bit about yourself, please. Sure. Well, I grew up in Denver, Colorado, went to school in California and landed in Nashville, Tennessee when I was 21. And actually, I worked in another industry prior to the work I do now, but About 20 years ago, actually 21 years ago now, I was becoming a single parent after an eight-year marriage, five years of counseling, and we had a little girl, and I was desperate for hope. I'll be honest that everything that I do now in the ministry and the teaching and the resources all from what I truly needed 21 years ago and couldn't find. And so I'm now remarried. My husband, Jay, I call him Mr. Wonderful. He's just a great man. He's a widower, unfortunately, who was happily married, three beautiful children, but they lost his wife back in 06. And so we help parents walk through loss, through divorce, in step family remarriage. And we just, we kind of dive into a lot of the complicated topics that come up when families are non-traditional per se. And we hope that our our goal is to be a voice for children and then to help moms and dads with a healthy roadmap. And so I'm I'm grateful that that God has opened doors for us to help the church as well as schools and counseling centers address this tough topic. And and then my favorite, as you said earlier, I do have four grandchildren. Actually, number five is on the way coming in July. So some people call me Tammy. Some people call me Grammy Tammy. And I answer to about anything. So (laughs) (laughs) that's wonderful. And congratulations. Well, thank you. And I'll say our grandkids love your children's books and your resources. They absolutely, the plush animals and all the books are here at our house. We, we really do love what you do with your organization. So, Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Can you also tell us a little bit about Co-Parenting International? Well, as I was saying about 21 years ago, I was looking for resources. I knew two things. I knew that my daughter's dad and I loved the same child. And I knew we're both believers. And I was raised in a divided home. And so I knew a lot of what not to do from my childhood, but I knew that I wanted to do anything possible to keep the pain of the divorce out of our daughter's life. And I was looking for tools and resources and thankfully came across over time some tidbits of information. But to be honest, 21 years ago, there wasn't a roadmap, there wasn't a go to book. And so, really, before the organization was fully launched, I started dreaming of a book and of resources that could help Christian parents who were going through most likely the hardest season of their life. And of course, the number one concern is, will my children be okay? I know my daughter's dad, his name is John. You know, we sat at our old kitchen table and we went through our parenting plan and all our divorce papers. And I remember, you know, kind of being in shock, like how in the world did we get here? 
But I do know some of the small choices we made way back then made a huge difference for Angelia's life. And so when we, I guess about 2003, I started doing live events and bringing in therapists and people to talk about some of the specific things you can do to protect children from pain when mom and dad live apart. And that developed into what is now Co-Parenting International. So we are content creators, but we also travel and speak at churches and we do workshops for communities and parents and just, um, again, trying to bring hope to this complicated topic. And you have an example in your book too, the new, the new family bill of rights. And what is this and why is it important? Yes. Well, that is, it's interesting. That's a tool that sometimes therapists will use or parents even will use. And our hope is to help give kids a voice that they really do have the right to love mom and dad. They have the right to enjoy both homes. They have the right to live free of the emotional conflict and pain and not be the one who is required to carry that for their parents. And so we, we included that in the book because, and I didn't create that. I footnoted there in the book who created that, but we felt like that was a a helpful tool to help mom and dad recognize that, yes, we have pain between us as adults, but our children, they have a right to a, a life that is free of negativity and conflict and that they truly can have a good life, even if it is divided. It's kind of like a family mission statement. Mm, yes, that's a great way to put it, Leanne. Absolutely. And we have an office in Nashville. We work with people here, but I also do coaching over, you know, digital coaching with people around the world. And that's one of the biggest, I guess, the most interesting starting points is trying to help a mom and dad who are no longer together come up with a game plan on How will we raise this child? Where do we agree? Where do we disagree? And how do we navigate the things we don't agree on? And I am thankful to say that there are so many things that divided parents do find they agree on, but they kind of lose sight of that during a divorce or when maybe one party recouples. But that's that's the work we're doing is trying to help them, even with practical things. You know, people always ask me that elevator question, what's the one thing you would tell every co-parent if you had a moment? And the one thing I always speak of is to try to do a great job when you're doing a handoff. And that is, you know, when a child exchanges between mom's house and dad's, dad's and mom's, the interesting fact is they'll do that somewhere between 500 to 900 times in their childhood, depending how old they are when mom and dad divide. And thinking about your three things at that handoff, your facial expression, your body language, and your tone of voice. Those three core things, I always encourage parents to try to give your child the greatest gift possible is to come to that handoff with a positive attitude, to emotionally give them permission to enjoy the time with the other parent, and to try to make that as simple and and helpful for them as possible. Because a child who goes through anything 500 to 800 times in their childhood, it's going to deeply impact them. And so that's one of the practical things in the book and the resources that we kind of tackle and unpack is how can you come into that that time or space? And maybe your co-parent is really difficult. Maybe they don't show up with a positive attitude, but what can you continue to do to give your child the best experience and handoff as possible? So that's one of the many things that we tackle when we try to help mom and dad. I love that. That's really great. That's really great advice, you know, because it's all about the child. I think parents have to realize it's not about them anymore. You know, it's because they're no longer 
married, it's about the focus. Well, the focus should always be on the child also because they need both parents. But I love that advice. How can we raise children when one spouse is a strong believer and the other one is not? So you have two different houses and dynamics and religious backgrounds or believers or non-believers. What can you suggest for a parent that's co-parenting with a non-believer? Sure. Well, and that is pretty common, or it's common that maybe they went to church when they were together as a family, and then one parent steps away or goes through a season of being really angry at God. That unfortunately is a common experience. I would say to the parent who is really committed to that, to raising your child with a biblical worldview, part of what we do every day is equip our kids to have conversations and be relevant to to friends at school or to other people that don't think the same. And so I I would say to try to never speak negative about the other parent, never condemn them in the choices that they may be making to not attend church, but to try to really focus on the fact that, you know, in in the the time you have with your children, and there could be a parent listening that only sees their kids, you know, four days a, a month, and they're the one who are really on fire for the Lord, utilize that time well. And it doesn't always mean that you have to only do it at church, you know, creating an environment in your home that is biblically solid, having family devotions. And then when kids have questions that are really complicated, for example, if, if they come and say to, to a mom, well, you know, daddy doesn't believe in God. Daddy says it's all, you know, it's, it, it's not true that it's all a lie. I would point them back to having conversations with their dad and letting their dad be the one that answers for him. Because the thing we don't want to do is assume that it will always be like that because God, God can work some miracles through hard places. And I've seen many parents over time. And, and to be honest, I won't say which one, one of my own parents, as I grew up, did that to me over and over, said that Christians are crazy, don't listen to what they believe. And over time, that parent actually did come to the Lord. But I'm grateful for the other parent. They never badmouthed the one that was not a believer. And they really just kept pointing me to the word and to the truth of Christ. So I say we have to be that anchor, that rudder, that solid guiding point in our household. And I would really consider also when you pray with your children to pray for that other parent, to actually, you know, not in a condemning way or in, in with connotations of words that that seem like, you know, something is wrong with the non-believer, but just continue to like you would pray for grandmas and grandpas, pray for their other parent and let your children see you in that posture of humility and grace. And I think that's a, a huge way you can witness to your kids in how we extend our love and we pray for people who don't think the same as us. And of course, you know, we're living in a world that is so complicated around the topics of faith and belief. So I think the earlier we can almost, you know, help our kids become little apologetics, the better. And I do know there are some great resources, other people much smarter than myself who tackle some of those things for children. And if anybody's listening and wants some of my thoughts on that, I have some great books I can point you to that are designed for kids in elementary school from an apologetics lens. So I'm happy to point people to some of those resources if they want to reach out. Thank you so much. How can they contact you? Well, a couple ways. Our website is coparentinginternational.com, just coparentinginternational.com. And there's a you know link right there on the website you can write to us. Or my email is Tammy, T-A-M-M-Y, at coparentinginternational.com. That's the best way to start. 
and then we can go from there. Sounds wonderful. What great advice. It's so hard. There's so much divorce and there's a lot of divorces between Christians also. They say it's equivalent to the secular world, from what I understand. As many Christians get divorced as people who are non-Christians. And the kids, you know, they just need so much support. I love your wisdom. And your book is uh, wonderful, Helping Parents. And I thank you for being on the show. Oh, well, thank you so much. And as we close, I forgot to mention one thing. Is sure. It's not too late. No, go ahead. For, any, for anyone who's listening that is a, has maybe a volunteer or leadership role in a church, there is a great book called Recalibrate. And it's by Randall House Publishers. And they tackle a lot of these topics that the church is dealing with in the current day how to have some inter- you know, hard conversations be relevant. They asked me to write the chapter on single parents and step parents. And so anyone that's listening that has a church leadership role or has a voice in creating programming or how to walk alongside these, these parents in a church environment, chapter 10 of that book is written for that very specific need. So I know you've probably got a lot of leaders listening to your podcast. So I, I don't make any money on that book. I just was honored to write that chapter. But that's a great resource for those that do have a voice in their own church about tackling some of these topics. So thank you for letting me do a little PS verbally there. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. You know, usually I always say, is there anything else you'd like to add? So I'm glad you did add that. And I'm going to say, is there anything else you'd like to add? (laughs) Uh, I would just say in closing that any parent who's hearing this and maybe in that dark season of loss and grief after divorce, feeling like maybe there's no hope for your kids. I want to say that I could tell you a thousand stories, almost literally, of some amazing godly leaders around the world who have come from divided families, but they didn't grow up with a broken life. And it always comes back to having a parent who loves you, who points you to Jesus, and who also talks about God's plan for lifelong marriage. And I I just say there is hope. Your children can make it. You don't have to be perfect, but you can be that wonderful godly parent who continues to consistently point them to the Lord and God will take over and he'll fill in the gaps. So there's always hope for your kids. And I just felt I wanted to say that for someone who might be listening and really in that dark season thinking that, you know, that this will possibly affect a negative outcome for their kids. God is bigger than that. And he can rewrite and create hope and he can absolutely raise a godly child even if there's only one parent who believes that way so don't give up don't give up oh thank you tammy such wise words and hopeful words i thank you for being on the show and this is how we all work together to raise strong christian kids thank you for listening to this episode that is part of the spark media network that can now be heard on the edify app